Monsters, the greatest team of the year. Hello, hello. We are back again. Myself, Noah El Nagdim, here with my co-host, Ode Eliamani, after something we really don't even want to discuss, but we have to. There's a lot to discuss. Um, Ode, how are you doing? You know, we gave a day in between to cool down. Uh, how are you doing two days on from, from this weekend? Um, still pretty tired from that specific day. It wasn't the kind of match I was looking for. And I mean, all of our expectations were shattered in all the wrong ways, except for that Lamella goal. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss it all, but, um, yeah, I mean, just to start, it was a very Spursy of us with everything we had been doing. Um, we'll, we'll discuss why, um, before we start, before I start asking you any questions, I do have something we've never done before. Um, well, first off, I was I had the pleasure to get up with our good friend and guest host, Nick Turns. Um, he's also LA-based, and we were able to get together and go watch the match uh, together outside at a restaurant, something neither of us have done in a long time. Um, and then we also got to do a little pregame analysis. So right here, we're going to cut to that, tell you guys what we were thinking before the match even though some of it might not make <laughs> too much sense now. We're going to cut to that right now, so here we go. All righty, guys. It is match day, North London Derby. I'm here about 15 minutes before kickoff in person with my good friend, Nick Turns. How are we doing this morning? It's jacked. Can't wait. Can't yeah, wait. there we go. Nervous at all? Uh, always a little nervous. Can't, I mean, losing to this game is never yeah. fun, so yeah, it's that's always the in the fear. back of my mind. But I feel good. I feel good. I feel confident. Yep. Well, this morning we're coming to you for the first time doing a pregame analysis and also for the first time tasting the official Hoi My Beer. Um, so here we go. Cheers. Come on, Come on, you Spurs. Oh, that's delicious. That's pretty nice. Yeah. That's my morning beer. Some tweaks, but yeah. There we good. go. Good. All right, guys, it's official. It'll be on your doorstep next North London Derby. <laughs> that seems more possible. I mean, yeah. that's going to be a bit. Just helping us manifest. But all right, so before we have to run, because we definitely need to get some pregame on the TV, um, I want to get one thought from you before we start. What are your thoughts just in general about this match, what we need to do, and I'll give you mine. Attack. There we go. I think... Can't sit back too much like last time. It worked, so we could do that a little bit. We don't have to be as uh, going forward as mm -hmm. much as we have been the last couple games, but I still mm -hmm. want to see it because I think it, it helps our defense out a lot. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to see it, and especially with the lineup. I just looked at it, so I think it should be a strong attacking lineup again. I mean, yep. yeah, ba Kane. basically as we called except for Aurier, but yeah, we got the strong attacking up front. Um, yeah, I think... I fully agree with you, and my one statement to add to that is that um, I just think we can't underestimate Arsenal. No. Because, you know, all Jose's saying, you know, I don't look down, stuff like that, and then the media hyping it up. The players need to be ready because I think for Arsenal, this could be their one big showing of the year. So we can't go into this with any type of uh, overconfidence. Yeah, this is their only cup. Cup final yeah, in air quotes essentially. Like this year for sure. 100%. So, yeah. And then it's also big for us because we're on a roll and yeah. this could potentially hopefully it, not it'll either us. Yeah, it'll either be the catalyst that keeps us going yep. or, or takes us off the yep. tracks. This could be a huge 
thing to propel us yep. to a top four spot. If yep. No, we'll be right there. Yep. So with all that being said, can't wait for the match. One more time. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. And we're back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was really awesome getting to get up with Nick. Um, we got to try his beer, um, which was which was really cool. It was, like, really something special, getting to really meet him for the first time, uh, try the beer, and, you know, prepare for this North London Derby, something we are very excited for at the moment. Um, but as me and O'Day will discuss here now, what happened in those 90 minutes and – uh, the downfall of everything we've been doing. <laughs> uh, first question for, for me to you is tell me what the scene was like in Virginia beach or where you got to watch the match. Well, there was actually great attendance more than we expected there to be since, you know, there's a pandemic going on still, but there was still like a good amount of people there, a bunch of our old friends and a few new faces also as usual for an NLD. Nice. And uh, I mean, it was lively most of the time and, yeah. Then it stopped being as lively, but we, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so, well, that's awesome. Yeah, with, with me and Nick, we were the only two people at the bar until maybe about 45 minutes in, but no one really knew what soccer was or either of the teams on the screen. <laughs> but either way, there were some – we were at our bar right near my house, and um, there were some locals that, that joined us and actually got really into it. Um, we made some friends. It helps cheer us up, you know, through the very difficult 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so let's let's start it off. Uh the lineup was pretty much what we all expected and hoped, except for, you know, Matt on the right side. Were right. you excited about the lineup? Do you think it, it it fared well, at least for the first 15 minutes? Um I, I was definitely excited about the lineup. There were a few you know, a few, I'd just say actually just one decision in the lineup that kind of caught me off guard. But unfortunately, you know, we're, we do have a problem with our right back position. That's something we have to fix. And I really think we should look at our youngsters for that. Just like Arsenal uses people who I've never seen in my whole life, uh, like <laughs> uh, Smith Rowe, whatever oh, his name is. Like we should be using our youngsters like Marshall Lavinia. You know, throw them in. You think about it, and uh, you know, Skip Ryan Sessignong and Jaffa just got calls up to the U21. Yeah, it's like I was just like, damn, where's Ryan Sessignong? He would be a great addition to this right. to this defense right now. Uh, right. Obviously, he's on loan and hopefully, you know, gaining experience. But when you look at it, um, it does make you question that. I have a question for you. Also, do you have any idea or knowledge why Serge wasn't picked? Is it no, or I don't. I don't have any knowledge of it. I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, he lo he looks like he's been fit. I mean, he's been dropping pictures of the uh, La Mafia with uh, in Dublin and uh, Sissoko. But other than that, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really heard anything. Yeah, no. Going into it, I didn't know if there was. I thought. I think most people thought uh, that it was even. Like who? Like both were fit. Both could play. Um, and, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, Matt Doherty was playing bad in the games previous to this, um, Europa League and, you know, some of those other matches that he was playing in. He played good. He played good with Bale in those other matches. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to jump straight into this. You know, everyone, in my opinion, from Bale to Kane to a few more names, 
really played bad. Um, and I didn't get to watch the game with you. Me and Nick were talking about it the whole time. Um, but, I mean, Doherty was playing bad. Bale was playing bad. Um, Kane was invisible, which he does sometimes, but, like, this is not the game for it. Um, and then, obviously, Sun comes off early. But what what do you have any <clears> – <throat> like, what were your thoughts about why everyone was looking out of form? Like – I don't, I don't really know, to be honest. I think Bale was out of form only because uh, he's he's tired. You know, he started uh, a few games back-to-back, and it hasn't really been that long for, or that much time for him to recover since the last game. So I think that's a good excuse for why he, he was looking really out of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, Youngman's son, I mean, that was just really unfortunate. I don't really know what to say about that. And Doherty, I mean – well, it, it was just he was just caught, caught out of position a lot, you know. Like uh, Tierney just ate him up on that side, and I mean, there's just so many openings on the left. I mean, you can't have a bad day as a defender if you have a bad day as a defender. I mean, attackers can have a bad day, you know. There's like multiple of them. If one of them has a good day, that's all that we really need. But if one defender has a bad day, that's a bad day for the whole squad because we're going to get scored on, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, And I think fatigue probably does have a lot to do with it because we look with that front line, essentially, they all played on Thursday, all of them. You know, we put out a a strong team on Thursday to win that match. We did. But now they're flying and playing. And when you look at Sun's injury, I mean, a muscle cramp in that area is is 100% due to fatigue. You know, no no one put a leg into you or anything like that. It means you've just been using that muscle so much um and so you try and use it again and it can't do it you know so yeah I think you're I think there wasn't much to it other than fatigue and so one thing I want to point out about people playing bad this is like a perspective on the whole game not just like in the first part of the half or something like that two people that I think really had some of their worst games this season and me and Nick were talking about this that I think really hindered us throughout the whole match it hurt everyone I think Hoybier probably had one of his worst matches of the season. And I think Indom Bailey probably had one of his worst matches of the season. Um, neither of them were doing anything. Both of them, we could claim fatigue again, were walking or slow to everything. Um, second to everything, if not third, if not even present to a lot of the things that even like when we had the ball, you know, they weren't there. Um, and there was just no movement in the middle. You know, something you were saying before, like, oh, when Sissoko's in the middle, like, nothing happens. But, you know, like, this match, there was nothing in the middle. And we said, me and Nick were talking in the episode before, that, you know, this is a game where Deli Ellie, it just begs his name, you know. Um, and you can't just, like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think they all played bad. I think the two names I just mentioned really played bad. I want to talk about that more with you. But, you know, maybe someone like Deli could have helped. I don't know. Um, but what are your thoughts about our two center midfielders and their performance throughout the whole match? I don't think they were that solid. I kind of agree with you. I think this wasn't really their best match and they could have been much more effective, but it's just, we've talked about this before when there's liabilities in the squad, it could affect other positions. I feel like if they were more free and less worried about what might happen behind them, they'd be much more creative, especially Hoybia since he has to like, basically watch out for any of our defenders being cut out of position. He has to get back there and basically act as another defender. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're put under all this pressure and then you're, you give the ball to Ndombele and he's in our 
third of the half. Like, he still has to move up the field. He has to create. And our players are too tired to even make runs, you know? Yeah, no one's but, checking in and out. Yeah, no no one's making runs. Exactly, which is really weird. I mean, I, we talked about fatigue, but the team didn't look fatigued the last 15 minutes of the game when we were going crazy hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, um, I think one thing that we, you know, we've mentioned a few times about just, like, there are players on the pitch that we don't know their names. We don't know their faces. That's kind of what me and Nick were talking about a lot also in the pregame. Um, and really, I think, I mean, what we ended up doing was very Spursy of us. Not only did we lose 2-1, you know, to Arsenal, but we really played bad throughout the whole thing. It was yep. Spursy from top down. Everyone played bad. Everyone was late to balls. I mean, you could say Lamella was uh, passionate, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, but throughout the whole match, I mean, it was just like a drop-off and at the worst time. But it's like these are players who are doing so good. We have this momentum. They feel good. And this is something that has never worked for Tottenham. Tottenham mm-hmm. works well as an underdog, at least the Spurs that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we work better playing an Arsenal that's, that's doing really well, and we knock off their high horse. Whenever we're on a high horse, we can get knocked off so easily by anyone, you know. And then, oh, we're going to – go away to our biggest rival. And not only are we on a high horse, but they have, this is my main point. They have names on the field that we don't know. They're trying to make a name. They're going to give not just extra effort. They're going to give more effort a third time, you know, and you're just tired, you know? And I think that was apparent all over the pitch um, throughout the whole match was not only were we late, but they, they had from these people, I have no idea who they are. I mean, the, the, when your forward line is pressuring our defense on their first touch every time, number one, it's going to be difficult. But number two, I mean, they're going to win. You know, they're going to win the, the ball or, you know, win the touch. Um, what are your thoughts on just kind of like our motivation throughout the game and, and whether we were, you know, what kind of what happened there? I, I don't know, man. It's uh, so many good questions, but there's like really hard to find a good answer because it's really hard to get into their minds, especially since they've been performing very well. And then all of a sudden they go up against Arsenal. And like you said, players who are trying to make a name for themselves, like players who shouldn't overshadow our already made superstars. You know what I mean? Like our guys should be going at it as hard as, as their guys. And I mean, they just had more heart. They had more hunger. They really wanted it. They they weren't caught out of position like they were in the first game of the season between us when we ate them up. Remember when it ended 2-0? That was a really good game. We caught them out of position multiple times. This time, they were not out of position. They had their stuff sorted. They have Thomas Partey back. And so they were going to go hard, and we weren't ready for it, I'm guessing. I have a question for you also. So we're talking about just our shit play throughout. But going into this match, a lot of people were talking about um, kind of like Josie's mentality. Is he going to sit back and just wait for Arsenal to mess up? Or is he going to go forward and, you know, just try and, you know, beat Arsenal, you know, head to head? What do you think we went with? Throughout? What do you think he, he – do you think it was a more defensive idea or a more attacking? Did you see either of those? <laughs> I think he – I think he was ready to go more defensive once, you know, before the match started. He probably didn't know. Like, he didn't plan for uh, for uh, Aubameyang and Pepe to not start, you know what I mean? So he was probably planning on going very defensively. And then when he realized that 
uh, Aubameyang and Nicolas Pepe aren't going to start, then he went with a bit of a different approach, but it still maintained a deep, very, very defensive shape somehow. And that's why we held back. Yeah. Defensive or just lack of offensive shape. Right. I, yeah. I think <laughs> both. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Well, so in the timeline of the game, we'll move forward a little bit, a little bit chronologically. 16 minutes in, we already mentioned it, but Sonny pulls up on a, on a run down the middle. Uh, one thing I'll say before we really mention his injury is that run down the middle was like for 16 minutes, that was like the only thing we could even attempt to create. Um, and it was like our third time doing it. it wasn't his first break. And the ball played to him was way beyond him. Um, you know, but it was just like, this is all we got, you know, and it says that's my first negative point. But then obviously he pulls up, as we mentioned, most likely due to fatigue, but you know, muscle, hamstring. Um, how are you feeling when he went down and then like, you know, the sub for Lamella instead of maybe Delhi, something like that. Um, what were your thoughts 16 minutes in just like, you know, it's nil, nil. We're playing like shit. Now our, one of our main guy goes down. What were your thoughts? What was the bar's thoughts? Well, I think everyone at the bar was pretty worried, especially since, you know, it's the final stretch of the season. We want him to stay fit. We want everyone to stay fit so they can really go hard. And, you know, if Harry Kane can't find Bale, if Bale can't find Harry Kane, then there's there need to be there needs to be more options. And so when Sun left the field, unfortunately, that whole Lucas behind Kane and Bale on the right side on the left shape disappeared. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think most people would have loved to see Delhi, especially since Delhi was the one getting ready to be subbed on. But yeah, then all that he came off the bench. That was yeah. uh yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> but, but Jose went with Lamella and Lamella's like he's always up for a match and uh he he has I mean people at the bar were like boo, you know, like when they're like, Oh, he's going on instead of Delhi, oh man. But then he proved them all wrong, you know? Yeah. Yep. Well done. No, that's exactly right. So we're gonna speed straight forward because nothing changed. Until that moment, um, yeah. <laughs> it was still basically bad play and not much from us. We had a little bit of fire from Lamella, but then all of a sudden, um, it was a great ball in. Uh, Lucas gets the touchdown, wins the touch, which was, you know, you could tell he meant to do it. It was accidental. You know, he works for that touch, brings it down. Lamella on his left and doing something we've seen from him before, but oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, goal of the year, in my opinion. Um, my own, my last opinion, then I'll let you, you know, give, tell your piece about that goal. But the only thing that I hate is that we lost the match, and that that goal will be somewhat overshadowed, um, just like Delhi's goal against Man U last year. Um, uh -huh. I've said that a few times, but I think that was like one of the goals of the season. You know, one touchdown, one touch over the keep, far corner, but then we lost the match, so everyone fucking forgot about it. Yeah. And this one's a little bit more spectacular. Um, people are talking about it everywhere, but with the loss attached to it, it's just, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm speeding forward with that. But back to the good stuff. Um, yeah. Lamella's excellence. What, where are you sitting with that? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm always expecting something really, really magical to come off uh, Lamella's left foot. And, I mean – there's a statistic that says that he hasn't like passed the ball with his right foot once this whole season. And he's like, you know what? I'm not even, gonna, I'm going to Rabona. 
<laughs> exactly. And it's not even like the first time he's done it. And it's crazy. It's like one well, maybe I mean I think people people really agree that it's goal of the, the year. Like there's no contest. No one's gonna score a better goal. No matter what kind of goal they score the rest of the season, this is goal of the season. And yeah. people agreed with that. And I mean, I love it. I love every bit of it. Everyone was going crazy at the bar. Like Shawnee and I jumped in brace, you know, everyone's just yelling, screaming. Yeah, people I mean, experiencing yeah. an NLD for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What 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 a goal. Yeah, if we could just live in that moment <laughs> for the next 60 minutes. Right. Um, yeah, no, that was uh, so brilliant. That was what, 32 minutes in? We were only got to live in that for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, until our d- defense really started with Matt Doherty, uh, showed multiple holes. I mean, Doherty one-on-one just gets beat. Um, and then the ball across the middle, as I was saying, Hoybier, like, a- arrives there very late. Yeah. Um, he should have been there or someone should have been there. But, I mean, this young kid is wide open and one times it, or, you know, just puts it in. I know I got a deflection, but, you know, 10 minutes later, Spurs didn't close any of their holes or didn't, you know, try to tighten up anything after that first goal. We just, you know, sat back and let it let it come at us. Um, what are your thoughts about our defense in that moment? Just 10-minute equalizer. Yeah, again, I mean, Matt was really sleeping. Like, he just – he was so out of it. I mean, there's just mistakes you cannot make as a right back or a left back, and he made them, you know. And I think, uh, like, a Gareth Bale helping him more could – like, do you think that's something that was maybe missing? Like, a right winger that's giving more pressure on the defense? I don't know. What are your thoughts on, like, Gareth being there too? Does that affect – Well, Bill, Bill and Hoiber actually tracked back – well enough like they were pretty close to Doherty but Doherty was like so focused on the attacking players down the middle that he would just give all the space to Tierney and then he'd step on Tierney too quick he was just sleeping you know like a a, a right back who's focused on his day would basically know okay so this guy's attempting to do this this guy's attempting to do that you know Mm -hmm. you can basically call what a player is trying to do because you're a defender you have experience you're playing at the, the top level you know but he just kept getting uh, eaten up by Kieran Tierney. And then that ball through the middle, no one was uh, guarding uh, Odegaard. And Martin Odegaard, like, I know I know him. He's a really good player. I was expecting him to have a performance, you know. I wasn't expecting him to score such a shitty goal, especially a goal that basically went through Alderweireld's legs by mistake also. Like, Lloris was going to save that. Yeah, it was going right at him. Yeah, it was a fluke. Yeah, no, it was a definitely shit goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Nick was saying that that kid is is good or like is on loan from Barcelona or something like that. Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, he's um, he's basically like, it's crazy. It's like Madrid giveth and Madrid taketh away. You know? <laughs> yeah, they just pull the strings in all these other leagues. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, nah. So Spurs, like at that moment, me and Nick were talking about it, but through the play, you know, we didn't, it's not that we didn't deserve to be up, but. Arsenal kind of deserved a goal. They they were coming at us. We were, I mean, we basically had one shot on goal, and it was Lamelo's Rabona. You know, they had like maybe three or four or five shots by then. A few whiffed ones, but it's like, yo, if they just hit it, that's a goal. 
You yep. can't let the other team in your box in, in taking shots. You know, it doesn't matter if they're missing these ones, you know, tighten up. Um, and it never happened. I, I agree. I mean, there there are some really weird subs that occurred down the line, too, in this match that mm -hmm. uh, I'd definitely like to discuss, you yeah, know. Go, go for it. Well, I mean, I think right when Nicholas Pepe came in, the game kind of changed because now they had apparently, you know, they were going with speed down the right instead of uh, accuracy and dribbling with Saka. And so, you know, I was expecting Aubameyang to be dropped also. In that, in, in that case, we were supposed to, you know, drop our firepower, but instead we went with dropping Sissoko in for Bale. And Bale didn't really look too happy coming off. Like, I feel like he... Yeah was expecting to have more time and expecting to provide more. Yeah. Uh, but then we ended yeah. up bringing Sissoko in, and Sissoko didn't really do anything for us. Like, nothing really – there was no change in the whole match. No. Yeah. No, no that's that's a great uh, great shout-out because you're exactly right. Uh, Bale did look pissed when he came off. But, I mean, he wasn't doing too much. But right. I, I would have even put in, like, Carlos Vinicius or just, like, a more – Straight up attack minded player, not yeah. another defensive center mid who's not going to do anything, or someone who is world class who can show up in the 85th minute with the upper 90. Or, you know, we had two or three free kicks in the last minute, you know, just right outside the box where Gareth Bale could have, you know, obviously done, possibly done something. Um, so yeah, that's that's a great shout out. You're you're exactly right. Right. And it's like, why? I mean, I love Sissoko. I think we all love Sissoko. Mm -hmm. it's, but it's still like, why Why do we bring on Sissoko when we don't need a Sissoko? We need someone else. We need a different kind of player in these instances. And like I said, look at their squad. They have Emil Smith-Rowe. I, I didn't even know this guy like played for them. I didn't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. I knew they had Cedric, but Cedric hasn't played in a while. Like he's not he's not that big of a player anymore. Like he was much more effective as, as his older club, but they make them effective. These players want to play. They want game time, put our youngsters in. I mean, if we don't have a good right back, then try Marcel Lavinier out too. Like we have really good youngsters who we need to give minutes. It doesn't matter what competition it is. You remember when we started the outfit against Liverpool? Was that was brilliant. Yeah. No, I fully agree with that. I think Yafit might have done – not might have. I think he, he would have done a lot better job. But, again, hindsight's twenty twenty in that respect. But, yeah. still, uh, you're exactly right. One thing I want to say, one shout-out I want to make about just our defense and our lineup and kind of, I think, where Arteta – I don't know if he did it on purpose or not, but, you know, one out over Jose was – so on top of, like, Doherty just not playing well and getting beaten all the time – um Regulon was basically checked and had to like sit in place because of Saka and Saka going forward so we're used to Regulon flying forward and basically being an attacker but because Saka was in behind him either one of two things happened Regulon was caught out of position which happened a few times early um or Regulon had to stay back which doesn't help us going forward so I think throughout the whole match or until Saka came off um, that pinned us back and like really like prevented at least one or two touches we would have had in like an offensive play. Um, I, I noticed that from the beginning and it, it happened throughout the match. Um, and again, I don't know if it was intentional from Arteta, but he definitely won in that duel. Yeah, unfortunately. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. So then moving a little bit forward, um, 62nd minute, uh, ball comes in the box. Alexander Lacazette whiffs it, goes into Rosie. Uh, Sanchez takes him out. Uh, penalties instantly called. Um, I think they tried to look at it with VAR, but for like half of a second, it was like fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no, nothing happened. Um, I mean, a lot of people have refuted it, and you know, yeah. ex referees and stuff have said that that shouldn't be called. And I mean, we don't really want to go too deep into it because it's like something that we always have to talk about how much how screwed over we always are by the overlords. And I mean, it, it was very apparent. I mean, but I did, I did bring this exactly, and I did bring this up to Dave at the bar. I was basically like, he brought up a good point. He was like, you know, that shouldn't be called as a penalty. But at the same time, it's like, if we we could we could stop that from even materializing, from that even getting to that point, if our players are better positioned, if they know how to you know, how close to be to a strike, to an attacking player, you know, we could have avoided that completely, but unfortunately Sanchez isn't the guy moving forward. I mean, he's kind of, he was kind of showing that he's still capable, but you know, you start to see a bit more glimpses of why we need to upgrade, you know? Yeah. He's definitely not going to be our like starting center back captain. I think he has gotten a tiny bit better in the last couple of weeks. And like, even I think in this match, I don't think he played that bad. Right. And, and, the penalty was unfortunate and obviously unfortunate for him, right. but obviously in our regards, complete bullshit. Right. Um, and here's my question. Wasn't there another match earlier in the season, like a, a Man City match or something, and they like added a goal or gave a goal away afterwards, something like that? Yeah, it was right after. Uh, so basically Manchester United, like right after the whistle, they got a penalty, like after the whistle. So they started the game up again, got the penalty, and then they ended the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah this shit's it's getting dumb uh, but yeah i mean i think that whether var or not var is just like the 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 last hope and savior but i just think it was a horrible call from refereeing uh i thought mike oliver was horrible the whole day um as he usually is with us yeah um and you know jaka and half their midfield could have had two or three more yellow cards before Lamella got his second yellow card. Mm -hmm. um, and we look at, we'll just zoom straight towards it. We go to Lamella's yellow card. Uh, also bullshit. <laughs> like, so unlucky. Like, if it was one of their players, bro, I like, it's not even us just saying this as usual. It's literally just fact at this point. If it was any other player, if it was, like, Gundogan or... De David Silva, you know, so a kind of player like that be like, oh, it was by mistake. Yeah. It was by mistake. He wasn't trying to hit him, but no, it's Lamella. Oh, no, yeah, straight yellow. You're, you're, you're off. You're done. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, now it's like as offenders, you have to put your hands at your side. Yeah. How, how defenders have to put their hands behind their back. Like now as offenders, you have to like run like chickens. Like Right. Oh, no, like it's so apparent. It's so apparent. It's like if if you're – if we're fans, like, we haven't gone to refereeing school. We haven't spent years basically running with some of the greatest athletes of all time in the history of this sport. And you don't under – and you can't see the difference between that being a mistake and it being a legit foul. Like, 
why is Michael Oliver always in the wrong position? Maybe he needs to be reevaluated. <laughs> yes. You can't see all the calls. You can't even call anything. Like, if you look at the calls from different angles, you could call them better. That's what VAR is for. But when we have VAR and you don't even use it for, like, two seconds, then yeah. we're not really – it's not really that useful. I mean, it's so easy to tell that Lamella wasn't even considering injuring the guy. He was literally just trying to put his hand across his chest like they always do. Yeah. And do yeah. you think – you could call it as a foul, like a raised hand, like maybe it's too high, but like not a yellow card. Yeah, or- exactly. Of course, that's it's so simple. Oh, like you could easily do that. Yeah. I think if if uh you know soccer, someone like that, Cedric was raising their arm and it hit Lamella in the face, or Kane, and Kane drops to the ground, nothing gets called. Yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, oh, Kane's uh you know embellishing or, or clever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just the just the human human error, you know. Oh, Harry Kane lost the half of his face. Oh, it's okay, guys. Let's applaud Cedric <laughs> for being such a brave man. <laughs> you know, this is how the media works against us all the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, it's too bad that Tottenham Tottenham has officially made his conspiracy theorist. But <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, the refereeing was horrible. Um and so the PK was bullshit. Lamella gets a second card. Um, and his first tackle for the first card was uh not even as harsh as as you know, it, it may not have been called. Like it could have not been a yellow card. Like it was it shouldn't out. have been. It should have been. There there were calls where it was literally like we touch the ball, we get ball, and then there's after contact, which is like something that we always don't. We don't get calls when other players do this to our squad members. Like, oh, no, that was all ball. You know what I mean? It's it's always that was all ball. But then we get ball, and then we get a little bit of the player after. It's like, no, that's a foul because you didn't get all ball. I was like, come on. I mean, th- these calls don't make any sense. And I've seen it go the other way, like, every time, other than the time when it's for us. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I fully agree. Um, yeah. it's <laughs> Obviously, this is a Tottenham show. We're Tottenham fans. We lean one way, but uh, it's very obvious. And uh, I think it's, like, so obvious that, like, even a neutral could at least see some of it and be like, that's that's fucked up, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll stop talking. We'll stop ranting on fucking referees. Because uh, I think I, we knew from the beginning, once I saw Mike Oliver, I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be no fun. Uh, there's, there's not one referee in the Premier League that – Really like I'm like oh this will be a fair match, um, <laughs> but yeah all right I'm done with the ref reference. <laughs> um, so yeah, we go down the 62nd minute. Lamella gets a card in the 75th minute. Um, you know Delhi comes on for Ndombele, just kind of a like for like with different positioning. Uh, doesn't really create too much. It, it kind of forces the ball forward a little bit, but not too much happens. But we did start getting um, a few more fouls and just just play around their box. And so we had the two free kicks right near the end. Um, one taken by uh, Lucas and Kane scores. Yep. And everyone freaks out, but him and all of the Tottenham players were all offsides. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge tease. But we were finally like doing something, as you said earlier, uh, quickly. But you said like you know in the last 15 minutes we were running with no fatigue. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the difference is. Um, yeah, so we get one chance there. And then later in the 88th minute, uh, 
Harry hits the post, completely beats the keeper, um, drops to Sanchez, who actually gets a great contact on it, which I thought was going to be going in, um, and their defender clears it off the line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just more heart-wrenching stuff at the end. Um, I'm pretty sure we had another free kick that was the last kick of the game um, right outside the box. And, again, something that even though Harry Kane, I trust him in those situations, Gareth Bale is just another option, a world-class option that you took off for Sissoko. Right. Um, so, so in the last couple matches, in the last couple episodes, we've, we've analyzed the subs and Jose Mourinho – and we've given him basically a fair rating of like he's it was good agree with what he did yeah um, but today it was like apparent that with the subs and with the lineup that he lost the matchup to Arteta and then during the game his subs were just like I don't know not very help helpful <laughs> yeah I agree I agree I mean it's another thing I'd like to highlight around from the last ten minutes of the game is like. <laughs> Granite Chaka got his first yellow card in the 82nd minute, which yeah. should have been his like sixth yellow card, which is the craziest thing. It's like, oh, he got one in the 82nd after hurting a few players. That's cool. And then the dagger in the heart, I bet for you, was uh, they're bringing on an Egyptian to end this match. Oh, yeah. You know, just the cherry on top, you know, fellow fellow Egyptian, just throw him on there. <laughs> Dreadhead Egyptian. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, been there for a while. I've already written him off as not that Egyptian, so yeah, he's he's not that great to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's cool. He stayed there and didn't get any playing time, so perfect. Yeah, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I mean, the match ended 2 1, very disappointing in the end, but very disappointing throughout the whole match. Extremely disappointed that. You know, Lamella doesn't get to celebrate a win and take the ball home and really, like, you know, enjoy what the majesty of that goal deserves. Um, yeah. Do you have any more thoughts about the North London Derby? Yeah, I mean, we've been humbled once again this yep. season. Um, now we can't look really forward to other matches without, you know, a, a bit of reserve. And the only thing I'm really disappointed about is how – we could have leaped to a 10-point difference. Instead, now we're at a four-point difference with them. And they were supposed to be in relegation battle this season, but now they're like a few points away from us who were supposed to be at the top of the table. And, I mean, these valuable points could have gotten us to fifth uh, fifth place. You know, fifth place would have been awesome. We were three yeah. points off of Chelsea with a game in hand too. Like everything was setting up nicely for us to go into fourth. I was saying we still had a chance. We still had a chance of fourth, maybe even third or second. I mean, we're, best case scenario is all those teams drop points and we don't. But the thing is, we give up. We choked the last match and Arsenal beat us with uh, a, a weaker squad on paper and on the field. And I don't know. It's just really awkward. I wish we w- would have gotten those three points. Yeah. I think one more thing I have to say, I think my last point is I can go was mainly about like Jose getting it wrong and, Stuff like that, but really, I think I've I've heard a few people say this online. Um, really, the the players lost it. I mean, there was no throughout the whole pitch. Is what I started this whole show with. Throughout the whole pitch, there was no, you know, no one player that played better than than their you know count, counterpart on the other side. Right. Um, from Harry Kane all the way down. I mean, Larice did what he could, but um, and Larice said it at the end, which was nice to hear him honestly say that, but. 
it has it has to be better from everyone if we want to go on and do anything with this season. We have one final um, that we're all looking happy, like you know, positive towards. But um, we also have two other competitions that we're still in, and we need just like you said, those points more than just beating Arsenal are are extremely vital right now, and uh, right. definitely the, the probably the biggest disappointment out of the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one this one game can change the outcome of the rest of the season. All all it takes is this game, and Arsenal now has the motivation to finish pretty high, and now we don't have that motivation. It's gone, but we still have to recreate that and find a way back. And, yeah, I mean, the only regret is that Lamella's goal will be ignored for a long time, unfortunately, just like that Delhi goal. That's the first thing I thought of when it was 2-1 was – Oh, I, I know for sure that Noah's definitely thinking the same thing. And that, that that Delhi goal, it's basically going to be served the same. It won't be remembered. It might get a Puskas award, but it won't be as sweet. You know, like I was actually going to celebrate even talking about that goal on this podcast. But, it, you know, it was just sour. It wasn't really something to really celebrate anymore. Yeah, no, it's too bad. And I appreciate you coming on here because it's hard for us to even talk about it, <laughs> you know. Um, as fans and always like come back with it when really you just want to like uh, bury your head. <laughs> right. But um, as fans and as Tottenham, we have to, I mean, number one, Tottenham till we die. So all this is just one game at a time. It's a loss and we have a lot more games ahead of us mm-hmm. um, with one coming up this Thursday, coming up very soon. Um, the second leg against Dynamo Zagreb. Just say a few words about it. Um, What are your thoughts going into that, especially coming off of this loss? Well, they're having a little bit of trouble, but I think even though they're under some stress, I still think sometimes teams under this kind of stress will put in a a really strong shift and they they could create an upset, but we don't want that to happen. And we have to bounce back. And this is the perfect match to bounce back and secure our uh, progression in the competition. And uh, I don't know. I mean, hopefully... Arsenal gets knocked out, which I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, man, you could get knocked out too. But we don't want to get knocked out, and we're in a pretty good position to to progress. And hopefully, everything falls in line for us in this competition, so we can keep going, keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So, do you put Europa at like maybe one of our top priorities going to the this, these last you know ten games of the season? Yes, definitely. I mean. I'd prioritize the the competition. I still think some of our subs are, are good enough to start most yeah. of the matches. I mean, we just – they're just hungrier than some of our, star, our starters. That's why Carlos got so many goals. Here's my question about the bench. Would you start or play Joe Hart? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I'd, – I'd actually, I'd start him against Dinamo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, he's not – he hasn't been in bad form. He's pretty solid in the back, and he's he's pretty loud, so he'll be enforcing from behind. And I don't think I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, we'll see what happens. If Hugo's fit, then Hugo's going to start because goalkeepers don't really have to run as much as attacking players. Hopefully, he's still up for the match. And I mean, we'll have to just see. Yeah, yeah. And then my one shout out is uh, I would hope Winks gets some some minutes. Yep, he could be. If he plays well, he could be uh, vital to Hopefully. the match of just like being able to hold the ball and not allow them to continuously attack, you know, be able to break a play and move it around a little bit. Yep, I agree. Maybe some youngsters, maybe a Dane gets a few minutes. I'd love to see Harvey White get a bunch of minutes. I, I want to see these youngsters get more minutes because 
I think they have more to offer than players like Smith Rowe and whoever else, you know, all these other teams have. I think our players have a lot more to offer, but it's just that they don't get the same opportunity because they're not thought of as uh, mature, mature enough, you know? I also think that teams like Arsenal and Everton, teams that are putting in their young youngsters and they're performing, they, like, need them to play. Right. Right now we do have, like, this four- to five-star, you know, lineup all over the field. Um, except for maybe our defense. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is, so you guys still got to plan for the future. If right. you plan on, uh, if you're not certain that Bill will stay, then we're left with the right wing problem when he, if he ends up leaving. If we're not sure about Doherty being good enough for Aurier staying next year, then we're left with a right back position problem. You know, we have to secure the positions uh, for the future. And uh, I think the best way to do that is by playing youngsters, getting them used to those positions. Yep. Okay. That's a good shout out. Yeah. Well, I like all that. I like all that's been said. I don't like the result, but um, again, O'Day, I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, Shout out to you. I appreciate you coming through and doing the pregame with me. Um, And so we're looking forward to Thursday. Uh, But last, last but not least, come on, you Spurs. PID. Yeah.